Hey, this is Graham Elwood from ComedyFilmers.com. You're listening to PF Tape Recorder. And it's delightful. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Maria Bamford. I, I was just glad that this, uh, some sort of story about mental health could come out. At least I could sort of um, have some say in how that was portrayed. I've interviewed Maria a couple of times before for some of the papers I write for, but she's never been on the show. She's always been a little bit busy, but we finally were able to track her down. Uh, she's also best mates with friend of the show, Jackie Cation. Uh, we have a dumb bit coming up here, a song of the week coming up from Jonathan Colton, which I discovered uh, quite by accident, uh, as is usually the case. Uh, we'll explain that at the end of the show, but first, let's get to that dumb bit. I just happened to be listening to NPR, and they were interviewing a lady from the National Rifle Association. Uh, I think she's the chairman of the Florida chapter of the National Rifle Organization uh, Association, the NRA. And, uh, well, they were talking to her about uh, some of the things the NRA wants, and, uh, well, she just lied right to the face of NPR. The NRA wants to keep guns out of the hands of people with mental illness, out of the hands of criminals out of the hands of those people who have a propensity towards violence and danger to themselves or others. Now, of course, that is absolutely not true because, well, listen to this guy. And now some people are calling for a new list of anyone, anyone who has sought mental health care to deny them their Second Amendment rights. That's Wayne LaPierre, the former head of the NRA. Uh, Oliver North just named the new head of the NRA, but I'm sure his position won't change. But th- that's absolutely not true. They they want every... Not only do they don't want there to be a list of people that can't have guns, they want everybody to have a gun no matter what, and then we'll just all shoot each other, and whoever is the best shot uh, will will survive. That's what they want. It, it isn't a matter of, like, oh, we want to... And, and she went on to say things like, oh, well, we don't think people should have... Some people shouldn't. That's not true. That's not true at all. What it is is... What kind of nonsense is that? If you consider yourself to be an old soul trapped in a modern world, you can relive days gone by in classic imprints from our vast collection at OldSchoolShirts.com. We have vintage tees from all the great American cities like Atlanta, Baltimore, Brooklyn, Chicago, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and more. We've got defunct sports teams, old restaurants, old stores you used to shop at when you were a kid. Just go to OldSchoolShirts.com. It is all one word. Pick up yourself a great and stylish-looking vintage T-shirt, and it really helps the show as well. So as soon as you're done listening, head there. Maria Bamford is a stand-up comedian originally from, well, either Minnesota or Wisconsin. Now, I can't remember which one, but uh, she is a comedian's comedian, and uh, she's been extolled by those, uh, the likes of uh, Stephen Colbert and Mark Maron. Here now is our interview with Maria Bamford. It's called to do the uh, the interview. Yes, yes, I'm so sorry. I am, um, anyways, my, uh, I screwed up. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. That's all there is to it. Um... <laughs> That's, How are you today? I, I'm good. Uh, it's been a while since we spoke. I think we spoke 
a couple of years ago, I think probably for a show you were doing in uh, your hometown there in Minneapolis, because I write for the paper up there as well. Oh, weirdly. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, or maybe it was I through here. That, I don't remember. <laughs> well, I hope that was uh, a positive situation. How are you? Where are you at now? Uh, Cincinnati. So this will be for. Oh, in Cincinnati. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And this will be for Cincinnati. Um, excellent. That is correct. Yeah, the last, the last time I was in Cincinnati, I was at Go Bananas. Yeah. There you go. Uh, which was uh, a billion years ago. Yeah. So how did you find that experience? I'm I'm curious. Oh. me uh i did not do very well <laughs> but um the isaac witty did very well um and he was extremely hilarious and uh so maybe that's what's important to remember uh <laughs> well it's it's interesting because you're at this point what we would call and stephen colbert just confirmed this recently of course uh you're really a comedian's comedian and yeah. uh oh yes yeah <laughs> and uh and that crowd yes. generally understands that. So I'm kind of. If you'd played the other club in town that your your friend Jackie has performed at, um, I'd been like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense because that's more of a let's go to a comedy club kind of place. And and bananas is really more of for comedy aficionados, more like Acme in uh, your hometown. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I you know I'm grateful to perform anywhere. So. Um, so under under whatever uh, description, I will go up. <laughs> That's cool. So spe- <laughs> speaking of Jackie, will she be with you uh, middling when you come to Cincinnati? She will not be. Um, yeah, which blows. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, yes, it's it. Yes, that is all. <laughs> okay. It's, she's wonderful, and I'm sorry that I'm not. Uh, that she cannot come to this one. Uh, uh, she's wonderful. She is, and it's 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 great because it's really, you know, of course, two different kinds of comedy, but very both high quality comedy. So she she can set a nice table, but not really wreck anything that you're going to do. Um, yes, yes, it's so true. It's uh it's very true. She's a she's a. a she knows how to put down a placemat and a fork and a knife and a spoon. Yes. And, then, yeah, no, she's she's wonderful. She's a very uh, close friend. She's a, she's a, uh, she's a good egg, as she would say in her in her own Jackie speak. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've interviewed her. She's been on my podcast loads and loads of times. So, uh, oh, and, I've, awesome. and I've been on hers actually. I was on hers once. So, yeah. Oh, what, what was your dorkdom? My dorkdom was uh, defunct professional football leagues. That's a delightful dorkdom, right? <laughs> so people want to. Can you name one or two for me, just for my own well, pleasure? Yeah, well, the uh, the last one to really challenge the National Football League would have been the United States Football League back in the spring of 1983, 84, and 85. And many people, <laughs> this ties into today's headlines, many people feel it was destroyed by one Donald Trump. He was one of the owners in the league. Interesting. Yes. Wow, it all leads back to right? <laughs> what can be done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, he apparently he owned the he bought into the, it, the second season and decided that they should uh, play in the fall instead of the spring where they had no competition. And really, it was just an, him angling to get into the National Football League, who wanted no part of him. By the way, so well, you know, and I know there are people who would tweet at me and disagree, but um, he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> No misdirection there. Yeah. From uh, yeah. 
film. Now, I know you normally yeah. don't talk about that kind of stuff on stage, but, you know, lately the folks, a lot of folks I've talked to, I've talked to, talked to, uh, you know, have talked a little bit about what's going on in, in Washington. Uh, do you do any of that at all on stage these days, or is it... Uh, yeah, I, well, recently I, I acted out one of my premises because I thought, oh, you know how comedians always have different, like, oh, what if we draft porn in Afghanistan, or, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, different uh, solutions to uh, diplomacy problems, or, you know, like... And then I thought, oh, I had this idea, like, why don't we file a restraining order against Donald Trump? And I thought, oh, well, why don't I do it? Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, so I heard about I this. It. Yeah. And I thought, hey, um, and it was, in order for some sort of satisfaction, you know, I, I understand how it could be offensive to people who are actually filing restraining orders against someone who is uh, they're in domestic danger of. Right. I did go to an empty, mostly empty office, just so everyone knows, uh, it was not a busy day. Um, uh, also, uh, just for uh, hope's sake, I mean, not to defend my actions at all, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, and I do genuinely feel in danger uh, as a result of his decisions. I, I do think there's a genuine uh, reason to be frightened um, uh, with him uh he's he's threatened the lives of of many people not only with his policies but just actually said oh i will i will kill you i i have the power to kill a huge group of people with just the press of a button um so uh, uh, yeah so part of me feels like it was a legitimate uh action but also um i think also an action of powerlessness of feeling like um uh uh, as a citizen, um, there's this person in power where there doesn't it doesn't seem to be any checks and balances. No. On um, on some level, from where I sit, anyways, in the Environmental Protection Agency, things are being uh, torn apart, and you know, just anyways, I I, I don't know enough about the details to sound intelligent. <laughs> um, I just uh, am acting of. Uh, what I see in my own community, right. uh, the massive discrepancy between rich and poor that gets worse and worse in Los Angeles with a hundred thousand people living on the street. Um, and, uh, yeah, and gun violence that, you know, I feel genuinely afraid, uh, to be in public spaces now. I'm sure, you know, anyways. These are not hilarious topics, no. but um, and I have not uh, <laughs> any jokes beyond um, yeah. Because I almost feel like, at least for me, it doesn't feel like there is anything that I can say um, that isn't already being said beautifully somewhere else by someone who has a lot more of the information than I do. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, it's, so I, yeah. Well, it's, what's a matter, you know, and satire too, though, is still, you know, one of the, the last, you know, I guess weapons we have, really. But then people running the problem of, you know, it's hard to satirize something that's a satire of itself almost. I'm sorry, what did you say? I'm sorry, it was a little cloudy. It's hard to, people are finding it's trouble. It's hard to satire something that seems like it's a satire of itself. Right, right. And and it's so serious. 
I, and I, I know late night hosts have talked about that. Like, it's such a serious issue, um, and involves, yeah, it just, at least, at least for me, sometimes it, it, it's, it, it, it's hard to find, uh, the hilarious, uh, part of it. Um, and also, I'm, uh, I am the person who's doing well in this situation. <laughs> like, uh, I have a corporation, uh, so I don't, um, I'm not, I, I can write off everything, you know, like, yeah. changing tax laws aren't affecting me. And, and, but I have tons of friends who are, um, um, you know, have, uh, have, are earning enough to verify, or not that, to, um, uh, to have a corporation. And so, but now they can't, um, write off any of their expenses for their businesses, um, and are being taxed far more than I am. Um, like, yeah, just things, anyways, that also goes odd too, is that I, I, um, I, I am not middle class, you know, yeah. so, um, but I, I see how, um, uh, I do see how friends are, are suffering and, um, um, and, well, like you yeah, said, you, you can look, you can look around, you can just drive around Los Angeles and just, and see what's going on. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, it is, um, there are lots of people, uh, women I, women I know who have lived in their cars, um, um, and, and that's, and that's people, you know, whatever, you know, it's like you go, oh, well, if, if you just, it's all people with drug and alcohol problems and which, which shouldn't be an issue either. We should help right. everybody. Exactly. And that's a proven fact that people, if you have a drug and alcohol problem or mental illness, it only gets better if you're given a place to live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but also, you know, there's plenty of, uh, whatever, uh, non mentally ill sober people who are, um, living in the back of a, of a, of a Hyundai. Uh, and many people who are just steps away from that. Yeah, yeah, and, and that it's so close. Um, it's, um, or any health issue, and, um, and I, I have been there, uh, in my 20s. I, I was definitely more in, in that situation, but also I had a, a full ride education through college for my parents, and, you know, I, so I, I kind of wonder, yeah, I, I, I'm just not the person who should be speaking, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though, however, you have asked me to speak, and I, but I—that—that's I, my concern—is that I—I I have nothing uh, to add, uh, except uh, I would like to have someone else uh, be our president, right. uh, who is. Uh, uh, and I, I read a lot about Christianity. Who's a true Christian? <laughs> Love others, and uh, who uh, puts the poor before the rich. Uh, if that's if that's the kind of Christianity people are talking about that I'm down. Right. Uh, I'm an atheist, but uh, uh, if that's what you're following, if that's the Jesus you're following, then go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm all for that too. Um, so, uh, Lady Dynamite is, uh, is, got picked up for a, uh, a second season. And, um, I was interested, to, I read somewhere that you kind of take kind of a laissez-faire approach to it, at least as far as, you know, letting the writers kind of do their thing and just kind of overseeing stuff. And is that, is that a lot less stressful? Uh, because I don't, yes. <laughs> I'd imagine that would be, you know, yeah. yeah. Yes. It, I, I, um, I think I've been able, it, it, and I've heard my voice for now 25 years, so it's it's refreshing to hear someone else's. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I, you know, had this, some story ideas, but then the writers wrote in, you know, stories that they had, and it was um, it was definitely a massive group effort of which I was, uh, uh, as George Saunders says, a brain dead megaphone uh, at the top. Um, I was, um, you know, not really, uh, I, you know, I, I definitely got my say in a lot of things, but I just wanted it to be a, a group process and, um, to be a part of something rather than just, uh, and also to be fully lazy, uh, to not have huh. to do the hours that the yeah. writing staff is was very important to me. So <laughs> did the staff know you pretty well? I mean, I guess, I, I mean, you know, again, being a comedian's comedian, I guess people are familiar uh, with your work, but it, it was that kind of a prerequisite that kind of had to have a, a pretty good understanding of your sensibilities? Um, I think so, but I think also they just had to be, yeah, good at their craft. I think the show isn't necessarily um, totally me. Like, it's definitely, I think you can hear a lot of Pam Brady in it, um, if you've seen any of her work before. Like, you know, um, saucy and surreal. Uh, uh, you know, there's sort of a South Park edge to it. And um, so, yeah, I think um, mostly it was people who were just uh great script writers, so it wasn't as important to me um, that they write exactly in my my voice. Uh, the, the, main, the main thing, I think, was to um, I, 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 I was just glad that this, uh, some sort of story about mental health could come out. At least I could sort of um, have some say in how that was portrayed. Um that 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 was uh that was important to me, but I um like I just I didn't want the psych war to be portrayed as this great place where you're gonna make friends and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and even to the extent that they had conversations in the psych ward and there were activities, I didn't actually want that even in the show. Because I was like, Oh, I just that's not what happens. You it is not it's not even that good. Nothing's going on. Um uh, but, uh, <laughs> the scriptwriter said, yeah, something has to happen. Uh, so, uh, but, but it was, it was definitely, uh, um, uh, a cooperative, uh, decision making. Do you think things like, you know, your program and, and some of the things out in society, do you think, and I know this, we, we haven't gotten this far enough because, you know, just from things that have happened with, you know, I've seen it with my friends and family and in my life. Do you think people that are finally taking a, a better look at mental health, are we still, 
a little bit behind, because I always remember this famous line from Star Trek, which is weird, is that there's the episode, I don't know if you're a, a Trekker, I know your friend Jackie is a bit of one. There's the episode. I respect it. I respect the Trek. There, well, there's an episode, there's uh, one of the uh, characters uh, from uh, previously in the series is in a wheel, he's wheelchair bound and he can't speak and he can only speak through these beeps. Anyway, Dr. McCoy says, we've tapped into every organ in the brain. This is the 23rd century they're predicting this. We've tapped into every organ in, in the body except one, the brain. And it still seems like that's kind of depressing. In the 23rd century, they still can't get a handle on, you know, uh, on the brain. And it seems like we're really – everywhere else, we're excelling. And in mental health, it seems like people just are not taking it, you know, at the same level of seriousness as, say, liver cancer or a, a amputated leg or anything like that. Well, I mean, I guess you'd have to talk to somebody else who has liver cancer. I would yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're probably saying – it could be kind of a little bit, we could need a little help over here. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, but they're getting um, it. People understand it. They, you know, they, oh, yeah, this, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that it isn't more. It, well, I mean, I know that there is sort of that within health or medical care, there can be that, that, uh, that ethical element, like, of, oh, if only you had taken care of yourself. Like, if you ever hear somebody say, oh, so and so, got cancer or whatever and it's like oh well they smoked oh, you know like yeah, there's always got to be a reason for it like yeah yeah oh well and and you know kind of somehow blaming the the patient or the or the person with the health issue um so i i don't know i wonder if that's kind of a puritanical thing that keeps going um throughout the centuries, but I, I don't know. I, I definitely think it's gotten better in some ways, uh, uh, just in terms of that that some people are much more okay with it. Like, it's not um, uh, a super, like, especially with kids and stuff. Like, I've just, I, I know when I was a kid and started having symptoms of bipolar, like, it was uh, uh it, it wasn't, at least I felt very alone as a kid or sort of like, like, like I was this unique thing. And, and it turns out, no, there's tons of, tons of kids having those experiences early on in life. So I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, I think yeah, I would hope it's getting better. I'm just going to say, I hope it's getting better. And there, I think there are, uh, more people, talking about it at least i don't know i might my view is kind of skewed because i'm i'm within it yeah so i i'm not sure if i could really well, that's give what a I was just wondering if, good if, answer. if in your experience you know having you know having having experience in it if you've seen a, a kind of a change in attitude over the years i don't know i think it's my you know that the only way i can see it is a change in my own attitude you know, oh, like, okay. I think I was prejudiced, even as a person with, who I thought I, you know, was just depressed. I think I've had prejudice against, um, other forms of, you know, like, when I thought, oh, I might be bipolar and need an antipsychotic, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> like, oh, I like see. that yeah. was really shameful for me. So, um, so I, I know that I have changed. That's the only thing I guess I can speak to, okay. but I think I, I definitely um, have less judgment about that uh, because, just because of my own experience, which is 
super sad. Uh, <laughs> one one person's changed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you're doing okay now, so it's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totes, so totes. there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's a very, uh, yeah, very hopeful. Uh, yeah, I have. I'm also a union member. I have the best medical health care, I think, available in Los Angeles. I, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, so it is, um, uh, I am a very, very, uh, lucky, lucky, lucky lady, lady and a family and friends that all support me and have no problem with it. So, uh, um, my husband, that was one of the reasons we got, you know, got together was he said, Oh, my mom, bipolar and yeah whatever meds you need to take um didn't have any issues with that so hey Hoogs. there you go well i promise yes i'd only keep you for about 20 minutes since we're bumping up okay. against the clock oh, here thank you so much thank but, you uh, yes 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 yeah so uh, yeah we'll, we'll see you and you no know, no that's fine it was good cause it, this is gonna be for a feature <laughs> normally only give me 150 words but you're getting 750 so oh, uh christ right? all right yeah, uh, so. hopefully i'll uh, I, I also write a blog. Um, okay. You, you can, it's, it's on WordPress. So uh, if you need any more words, okay. um, <laughs> add some words on there. All right. Sounds, I'll, I mean, I'll pick up some words from there. Very good. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a logical place to get them. Well, great. Well, uh, good luck with the, the rest of the tour and so on. Say hi to Jackie for me. And I will. I will. Yeah, great. Okay. Well, thanks for talking to us today, Maria. Thanks, thanks so much. Right. Thanks for, for your time. Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Maria Bamford for being on the show. You can catch Maria, let's see where, at, uh, let me see, Helium uh, coming up this week. That's in Philadelphia, May 13th. And then I guess she's finishing up a week. No, she'll be there. Yeah, she'll be finishing up. So by the time this drops, actually, uh, never mind. You, <laughs> This will be irrelevant to you folks. How about May 25th, Royal Oak Music Theater, Royal Oak, Michigan. And then she's here in Cincinnati at the Taft. Unfortunately, not with her pal, Jackie Cation. Boy, that would be a fun show to see. Uh, usually, Jackie features for Maria and boy, that should be a great show if you have a chance to catch that. Uh, independent of that, she'll be June 1st at Clusterfest in San Francisco. And then for the rest of her dates, just go to MariaBamford.com. There you go. All right, song of the week. Uh, as with the dumb bit, I was listening to NPR just kind of randomly. And I was listening to a, a show. I think it's called Wait, Wait, Tell Me Another. And uh, it's a game show, quiz show. I just happened to have it on in the car. And uh, Jonathan Colton, uh, I guess, is a panelist on it. And Amy Mann was the like the musical guest, and she played on his record last year. And uh, the record is called Solid State, and it is from last year, but I just heard it this year, so it's going to be the song of the week. And uh, she chose to play the song because she sings on it. The song is called All This Time, and again, it is from uh, Jonathan Colton's 2017 album, Solid State. It's our song of the week on PF Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. 700 days We've been accident free Practice my confident face My part's depending on me Working hours fill the day Spending credits when we stay